0: Welcome to Mystic Mondays. I'm Amy. I'm Lauren. And we just watched season 8, episode 3 of The Vampire Diaries. You Decided I Was Worth Saving is the name of the episode. And we also just watched this really fun fan video to remind ourselves of everything that was said in the scene. And man, does it parallel the stuff going on in this episode.
1: Yeah, we're all coming full circle here.
0: One of the things that always happens in the Vampire Diaries, a constant in our lives, is stress. And this episode was no different. I was stressed, I feel like, from the very beginning to the very end.
1: Yeah, she stresses more than I do.
0: I hate Sybil. I hate her. She's the worst. I'm never gonna be over it. I hate her so much.
1: She bores me. That's what I wrote down. I'm bored with her.
0: But she is just so awful, and she's clearly crazy. In this episode, you see her, like, smiling about really horrible things, and it's not like a she's-all-there smiling. No. Clearly something is wrong.
1: Well, this episode just proves to me that she's too predictable. I'm bored with her. I know exactly what she is going to do next. She bores me.
0: What is she going to do next?
1: She's going to sit in that room while her sister goes and finds a way to get her out because her sister now works at the armory. Hint, hint. It's Georgie. Totally knew this. Again, because it's so predictable. And now she's going to then come out and they're going to rue the world together.
0: It's funny because Lauren is like, I figured out the last season of The Vampire Diaries and I guarantee at some point... Something is going to throw a full wrench in this and she's going to be like, what is happening? Because that's how the Vampire Diaries always works. You're like, this is it. This is the roadmap. I've got it all figured out and it never works that way.
1: No, I have now figured out how it's going to work. And if there is a wrench that is thrown into my plan, I will plan for exceptions. Oh my god. And I'll just reformulate the rest of it.
0: Okay. Well, let's get into it so that you know, any confusion is cleared up. I was very confused at the beginning of this episode because we begin with the scene where Elena is drowning in the car, but this time no one comes to save Elena. And Elena dies. And this was very sad and horrible and I did not care for it. However, We got to see Sheriff Forbes again because she is getting the call and confirming that there are three fatalities and that it's Elena's parents and Elena. And I was like, I know this is really sad because Elena is dead in this scenario and I don't know what's really happening, but Sheriff Forbes is here and I love her. So what is happening is Damon is having his brain rewired by Sybil Because Sybil hates nice things and she is trying to erase all traces of Elena and his attachment to her because she's having a hard time breaking into Enzo. But she needs one servant who is completely devoted to her in all ways.
1: Well, really, I feel like she's a girl that never grew up from like high school who has to have all the men's attention on her. And she's like, how dare you think of someone else? You can only think about me. I am the only thing that matters and exists.
0: Yes, yeah, somebody didn't hug her as a child. No. So she rewrites that part of his brain to think that Elena died in that car crash all those years ago. And that he didn't know who Elena was. So it was like, who cares that that person died? Huh. She's working on that, but she's having a hard time with Enzo she tries to get in his head and she is getting little bits but not enough to do any real damage she knows that he cares about Bonnie and so she's going to use that against him so Sybil orders Damon she doesn't really have to order him because he's bored looking for some something to do some fun do you know why? why? he's with Sybil <laughs> 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 it was so ridiculous. Tell you, it's just boring. <laughs> so, Damon says, "Sure, he'll go kill Bonnie."
1: So, then it flashes over and we see Caroline waking up, and she's so happy and she rolls over, and there's Bonnie. <laughs> which is creepy.
0: Which is disappointing. Bonnie, I love you, but if I'm looking to see Stefan lying there beside me, I am sad.
1: (laughs) Um, but it also concerns me a little bit that Bonnie was able to sneak in, put up all of these balloons, and lay down beside her without her ever realizing that something was going on.
0: Well, normal vampire Caroline would have had a problem with this. I mean, she would have woken up, but she's got kids, so she's really exhausted.
1: Well, I know, but that's what kind of bothers me, because, you know, you're supposed to wake up when your kids cry, and
0: if she can sleep through all that. They're not there. She knows she's fine. Eh. She knew it was her day to sleep in. She was getting her good rest. (laughs) But they're going to celebrate Caroline and Stefan's engagement today. So Bonnie has all the balloons and the sign and she's like, I'm so happy for you. And Caroline's like, are you really happy for me? And Bonnie says, yes. And they're drinking and everything is happy. And then Bonnie's like, okay, so now that you're drinking, how does Lark feel about this? (laughs) And that's when we flash over to Alaric and Stefan, Aka awkward, talking. And Alaric is saying he is fine with it. He's fine. And then he makes a terrible joke. Alaric, this season, you and the jokes are making me sad. They're not funny. He says the thing about, I've got two unused flower girl dresses that I'll sell you cheap. And I was like, oh, that's horrible.
1: Yeah, that was kind of terrible.
0: But he says he's fine, and of course no one believes him, including me. Or Georgie. No. (laughs) Georgie does not believe him. So they're talking about the weapon that they found in the last episode, which we talked about looking like a pitchfork, and how sketched that was.
1: Because the devil.
0: Yes. And it's got the symbol that Georgie has tattooed that she saw while she was in hell, question mark. They are trying to figure out how to defeat Sybil, and at least how to trap her like the armory did before.
1: All the while, like, pretending to the interns that he was trying to publish a paper for tenure.
0: Yeah, he's talking about writing a book and all this nonsense.
1: Publishing deadlines.
0: No one believes you, Alark. No one believes you about anything right now.
1: No. He really needs to be more convincing.
0: So, I like Stefan's plan when he's like, so stabbing her with the pitchfork will work. Alaric was like, maybe we don't go that far. Because then she can mind control us if it doesn't work out.
1: That's what I'm like, Stefan. I appreciate your thought, but that seems a little too obvious.
0: Well, he's upset with her. She's ruining every part of his life right now. I want to stab her with the pitchfork too.
1: While I do not blame either of you, again... A little too obvious.
0: Well, there is a deadline to figure out what's happening. Alaric and Georgie are going to work on it, and I still want to see the other interns. Dear other interns, please come back. Mainly Dorian. Dorian, where are you?
1: Um, nobody cares about them.
0: I care about Dorian. Okay, while Alaric and Stefan are having a super awkward moment, Caroline is living in Wedding World.
1: As she should. It's a great place.
0: Oh, Caroline. Shopping for wedding dresses like you're not chasing a evil siren who has your fiancé's brother and your best friend's love trapped under some spell, killing a lot of people.
1: Yeah, but do you know what Caroline has that that siren does not? Taste. Well, besides that.
0: People who care about her.
1: Exactly. Because Caroline is going to be a bride. And you know what? Sybil never got anybody to marry her. Obviously, she is a failure at life.
0: (laughs) Okay. Thanks, (laughs) friend. Um, no.
1: But there is still time for you. Sybil is thousands of years old and she ain't managed to do it yet.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Hashtag all the single ladies. Okay.
1: But, hold on. Back to the dresses.
0: uh, we're, We're still a dress shopping.
1: Okay. I just loved when she was standing up there. And she was like, I will consider A-lines and maybe sheets, but no trumpets. We're not feeling the trumpets. And I was like, yes, this was me when I went wedding shopping. I knew I liked her.
0: Um, There were several moments this episode. I always go back and forth. Lauren and I have discussed who our Vampire Diaries characters are many times. And we both really love Caroline. So, of course, we, like, look for things in her that we can relate to. And also things about her that we strive to be, which is basically just, like, kick butt in every single way because that's who she is as a person. Yes. There were multiple times this episode where I was like, that is very Lauren. And it is because of the wedding planning. Yes, the telling the person working at the dress shop exactly what she wanted is who Lauren is.
1: Yes. I'm also a little surprised I did not have a scrapbook from when I was, like, six years old.
0: I'm surprised too.
1: That's because it was all in my head.
0: Well, Damon is a life ruiner. Yes. And he ruins dress shopping. How dare he?
1: Which pissed me off. I'm like, those are some gorgeous dresses. And now you are going to get blood all over them. Stop it.
0: And while Lauren is worried about the dresses, <laughs> I was worried about our characters that we know and love. I knew that would be fine. <laughs> like Bonnie and Caroline Caroline tells Bonnie to run. Damon has already killed the person who works at the store. He hurts Caroline. And then he's looking for Bonnie. And he makes some remark about... Always a bridesmaid, never a bride. Well, about hearing her broken heart beating. And I was like, low blow, dude. Low blow.
1: And you know what she does in retaliation?
0: Stabs him.
1: With a dull, like, coat hanger... I was like, you had to be real pissed to get that to go through his hand.
0: Good for her. You go bonbon. That's what I say.
1: Because if you notice, that corner was rounded.
0: (laughs) It was rounded. And she just stabbed him with it.
1: Exactly. That's the fury coming
0: out. I love it. Caroline is right there with her. Well, duh. He just ruined dress shopping for her. I'm surprised she did not rip out his heart then and there. It's true. If it hadn't have been for the fact that he's Stefan's brother, he would be dead right now.
1: now. Let's be real. She was wanting to take him out. He would be a terrible in-law. Let's just go ahead and get rid of him.
0: He is definitely not going to make family dinners easy. It's true. In the fact that Damon did not succeed in killing Bonnie... Sybil realizes that his loyalty leak is not just Elena. That he is also very loyal to Bonnie and she wants to know what's going on there. So she tries to get in his head and she sees all of the horrible moments they've had together because for a long time, if you remember, Bonnie and Damon, not so friendly. I think at
1: that point Sybil was a little confused. I would be. I know. I'd be like, how have you not killed her sooner? Then... Or how
0: did she not kill you sooner?
1: Well, she just did away with her magic. We don't understand why that happened. She needs to go find it again.
0: But she did not ask for it to be taken away.
1: I know. That's why I would be hunting it. Have you seen the crazy people running around this world? (sighs) So then she digs a little deeper and she finds where they got put in the spirit world together and that they ate pancakes together because everybody knows you can't be unhappy with people who you eat pancakes with.
0: Well, from another show, Parks and Recreation, Ron Swanson says, there is no sadness that cannot be cured by breakfast food. So, there you are.
1: Exactly. So, now Sybil is like, well, awesome. I've got to actually do something about this girl. She is a problem.
0: So, in the short term, she puts herself in the situation where the other side is falling apart and Bonnie's grandmother has made this feel safe for her. They're talking about, you know, there are a million other people that we would rather be with right now, which is really sort of the beginning of the Bonnie Damon friendship. So she inserts herself into that moment as Bonnie, ruining yet another classic moment. Sybil, have I mentioned that I hate you? Because I hate you.
1: Then we go back to the Salvatore house where they are Frantically trying to find vampire hunting weapons.
0: They're finding a lot of them, but no ammunition.
1: (laughs) Which, I'm like, there are sticks everywhere. But, you know, okay.
0: But while they're searching, Caroline is contemplating not inviting Damon to the wedding.
1: Well, see, but you have to invite him. But then you get to pray he doesn't come.
0: Well, she said he's not sitting at the head table. That is like the biggest insult ever. But I love that Bonnie was like, oh, you're going to have to invite him. And she was like, well, we'll see.
1: (laughs) So Let's be real. What Caroline wants, Caroline gets. They walk out of the library in their hunt for ammunition. And there sits Sybil in the big chair.
0: Ugh, she's the worst.
1: And I'm like, get out of the big chair. You don't deserve the big chair. So then she's like walking around saying hi to Bonnie, making them feel like terrible people. And I'm like, no, go away. I'm bored with you.
0: She gave me a real cruel intentions vibe in this episode.
1: I could see that.
0: She really re- reminded me of Sarah Michelle Geller's character in Cruel Intentions because she's like creepy and sort of sexually creepy, but also she's just a really horrible person and she enjoys being so horrible. But deep down, she wants everyone to love her because she has a need for people to want her even though she likes to pretend she wants none of them.
1: But my favorite... Favorite part. Sybil is like, y'all were just friends?
0: Talking about Damon and Bonnie living the same day over and over again world.
1: And she was like, nothing happened? And Bonnie said, no. And Then she's like, but you can't say Damon without damn. And I'm like, yes.
0: Yeah, well, I did like her saying that Damon was scorching. Because I was like, Sybil, we need to work a little bit on like your slang because I might not be the most up-to-date person on all the things to say but the whole scorching and you could can't spell Damon without the damn I was like yeah I would have made fun of you
1: I'm just proud that she is far enough advanced that she's not using words like ravishing
0: um those are so much more fun
1: well they may be more fun but they're also more old-timey if you want to talk about her needing to be up to
0: date (sighs) i guess so but i liked when she has caroline's book and she's like going through it and saying all the things that she likes in it and caroline's like if you like that then you have the taste of an 11 year old get it i liked it
1: Well, Caroline probably had good taste when she was an 11-year-old.
0: Oh, She probably did.
1: I don't see the insult in this.
0: Well, while Caroline and Bonnie are meeting with Sybil, Damon has called Stefan to tell him to meet him at the school. He's like, I can't explain it to you. You just have to come. And so Stefan does. And Stefan's like, is it a trap? And surprisingly, not really a trap. But there is Damon sitting on a bench. Stefan gets there and Damon says that he can't explain, like he can't even form the words because every time he tries to explain what's happening until what the plan is. Like when he tries to form the words. It comes out as applesauce penguin.
1: And I'm like, hey, who
0: picked that? I love it and I would like a tattoo that says applesauce penguin or a penguin holding a bowl of applesauce
1: okay you you can do that thank you i will just you know whenever i get kerfluffled and can't think of what i need to say that is what i will say
0: because it is a lot of fun monday at work every time i want to say the f word i'm gonna scream (laughs) applesauce penguin i think people will be more confused by that than they would if i was saying the f word aloud yes totally So we just keep going back and forth between Bonnie, Caroline, and Sybil and their little weird meeting that they're having and Damon and Stefan and the weird meeting that they're having. Sybil is explaining how she needs, but she wants her servants to be devoted to her and Damon and Enzo clearly both have some work to do in that department and the big problem she sees is Bonnie and I actually got a little bit mad at Caroline during this because She started talking about how Bonnie would do anything for the people that she loves. And I was like, don't tell her your secrets, Caroline. Yeah.
1: No, that was not the smartest move on Caroline's part. Especially because then Sybil gets to thinking it's a dangerous pastime when she is doing it. Because she decides that she only needs one minion instead of two. So, she's like, well, if I only need one, how do I get rid of the other one? (gasps) Bonnie, you can decide.
0: So, Bonnie has to decide who dies. Either Enzo, the love of her life, or Damon, her best friend. She is like, I'm not going to decide that. And being the crazy, horrible person that Sybil is, she's like, that's fine. Either you decide, or they're going to fight to the death. And that's when we learn that Damon has called upon Stefan to help him in killing Enzo in this battle that they're about to have. And the scene is very Vampire Fight Club.
1: Gladiators!
0: She's discussing... Another thing that irritated me in this Sybil conversation with Bonnie was she keeps talking about how like she understands why she has this connection with Damon, she understands why she has this connection with Enzo, but why does anybody have a connection with her? What's so special about her? And I was like jealous much? You've got to calm down. Also, have you seen Bonnie Cat Graham is gorgeous?
1: Well, exactly. I mean, it goes back to the high school analogy where, like, she—nobody plays with her, and so she's just mean and nasty because she thinks that will get her attention.
0: Yeah, but, like, you—even if you don't know Bonnie well, of course guys are interested in her. She's gorgeous. You've already seen that she has like nerves of steel. She is, everybody else has been crazy around you. And Bonnie is just like, I'm not worried about you. Here I am, not doing what you want, remaining calm in this situation. And also I'm killing you with my eyes because I'm going to ruin your life forever. You know somebody like that. I mean, I'm impressed by somebody like that. Uh, So I'm just saying, if Sybil... Would just take a minute. It was. It's very easy to see why somebody would want Bonnie on their side. I certainly do.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, I think she just can't get past herself long enough to figure out where she is going wrong. Then we go to Alaric's house.
0: Uh-oh. There Alaric. are the
1: girls playing with the pitchfork from hell.
0: My stress level was through the roof during this part. I was like, please don't hurt each other. And they're arguing about whose it is. And I was like, it's the devils. Put it down.
1: (laughs) Well, and while she was thinking this, I was like, okay, who's going to siphon magic from it first?
0: Well, that's, that's part of the problem. It's not just like random little kids playing with it who might stab each other and kill each other. That's, of course, an issue. But these are magical little humans. So this is a problem. A real problem. Something bad is going to happen. And I was at a real panic level. But Alaric comes in and sees them. And he gets it from them. Well, actually, he like startles them. They drop it on the floor. One of the girls drops it on the floor. When she does, it makes a horrible sound.
1: I also, A, thought clearly Alaric is an amazing dad. Because he obviously has that much control over those
0: little humans.
1: At the same time, from the way that it looked, I thought this thing was made out of wood. I didn't. I don't know why. It looked wooden to me. So then when she dropped it and it made a noise, I was like, there is something wrong. There is something very wrong here.
0: I thought it was made out of some sort of metal.
1: Oh. Maybe it was just me. It usually is. (laughs) Uh, Maybe it's
0: because of the carving in it, but it was in great. Anyway, it drops to the floor, it makes this horrible sound, and that's when Georgie and Alaric realize that it's a tuning fork instead of... A pitchfork. Yes.
1: For those who may not be very involved in the music world, a tuning fork is what you use when you are getting instruments back in line. So, like, you can hit it and it supposedly has perfect pitch and you use it to tune instruments.
0: I'll tell you, it didn't sound great when it hit that floor.
1: It did not. Well, that's because they didn't, they were not (laughs) using it properly. (laughs) Um, But I was like, of course. For somebody who is, you know, her whole magic is that she is singing to have mind control, then she needs perfect pitch. And
0: clearly. Tuning fork is perfect for this.
1: Exactly, because she is very off pitch. And that is why this hurts her so.
0: It's part of her boring spell.
1: Exactly. (laughs)
0: Um. (laughs) And Alaric's like, well, gotta go. Gotta save some lives. I mean, go write my chapter. And Georgie is like, you're acting as though this isn't just about a book. He's like, well, at this point, I might as well tell you it is. I'm going to try and capture a magical creature and save all my friends. Goodbye.
1: And she's like, the, did you just say? And then takes off running back in, like, further into the house. But you can clearly tell that she is going to tell the other interns, watch these kids, make sure they don't die, because I'm chasing after Loric. So, Sybil was making Bonnie and Caroline drive to Vampire Fight Club. And <laughs> Bonnie slams on the brakes because Sybil is a dum-dum. And do you know what she did not do? She did not wear her seatbelt. And kids, you should always wear your seatbelt, because otherwise you get projectile thrown through windows.
0: I will say that as much as I hate Sybil, two things in this episode made me be like, maybe she's not the worst. Number one, talking about how attractive Enzo and Damon are, because we can all agree that that is true. Yes. Number two, being annoyed at the sound that a car makes when you haven't put on your seatbelt. That sound is the worst. Okay, so when Bonnie slams on the brakes, she flies out the back. I loved every bit of it. She drives away to go save the guys, and I was like, run her over!
1: And do you know why she could? Because her and Caroline wore their seatbelts.
0: Well, I wanted her to run Sybil over.
1: I did too. I was really sad that she did not.
0: I would have. I totally would have. But they are on the way to save the boys to do the best they can and Bonnie on the way kind of gives up she's kind of like Sybil has control of them this is not gonna go well if Stefan is with Damon and Enzo he's gonna choose Damon and Enzo doesn't have anybody fighting with him this is bad y'all this is real bad The last shot before we cut to commercial is the clock winding down and hitting the time for them to start fighting and it is the coolest shot because it is like focused in on the clock and hitting that time but you can see in the reflection you can see the guys standing there and when it hits it's like a slight pause and then them going for each other and you can see it in the reflection. It is really cool to look at.
1: Which, something that I noticed about that scene was the fact that it was when it hit 3 o'clock. And I was like, well, of course, because they're in school. And at 3 o'clock, school gets out and everybody knows that's when they go back behind the school and start the fight. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, I appreciate this.
0: Well, Or maybe that
1: was just my school.
0: This whole episode was very throwback to the time when Klaus Set the timer on everybody with Stefan and started killing the students.
1: Yes, on Senior Prank Night. That's an awesome time. And that's like the first time we get to hear him use his American accent. And (laughs) it's amazing. One of my favorite times of the entire season. Or really series. So then Sybil gets there, you know, after she seduced somebody into carrying her because she ain't walking.
0: Well, the guys are going at each other. Stefan at first is like trying to stop both of them from fighting each other. But then Enzo looks like he's about to stake Damon. And so Stefan starts going for him. And about that time, Caroline snaps Stefan's neck. She doesn't want him to factor into this. But she knows that he would have to choose Damon but she promised Bonnie she can't let Enzo be killed by Damon for Bonnie and she also really doesn't want Stefan to have to play a hand in this so she snaps his neck for now and lets him go to a nice little death sleep then the tables turn and Damon has Enzo and he has his hand around Enzo's heart and that's when Sybil and Bonnie are on the scene
1: You know, Damon's like, well, I'm going to kill you. And Bonnie's like, no, you can't kill him. Sybil says, well, you could all change this. All you have to do, Bonnie, is make a choice. And so finally, Bonnie's like, I choose Enzo.
0: And we knew that was going to happen. Oh, yeah. Because that's the love of her life. She's in love with him. Damon isn't, she talks about this later in the episode, but Enzo is fighting. He's fighting it. He's fighting for Bonnie. He's fighting for the rest of the group. And she feels like Damon's given up. So if anybody deserves... To be saved in this even though she knows that somewhere in in damon is still her best friend she has to save enzo because not only is she in love with him but he's the only one trying to find a way out of this and how can she punish him for being the one that's trying to fight against the powers that Sybil has over them
1: Well, and not only that, but they talk about how Damon has Stefan, and Stefan is going to
0: choose Damon, and who's going to choose Enzo? Nobody. Well, Bonnie does. This is the problem, though, and Lauren and I were yelling this during the episode. You can't trust Sybil. So, in this, she basically says, well, don't kill Enzo. Damon, stop. Damon is my best asset because he has given over to me. So I need Enzo too. And she's talking about killing Bonnie and Enzo. She'll kill one and Damon will kill the other.
1: And she talks about, she's like, you know, well, we asked Bonnie what she wanted. And she got to decide. And nobody asked me what I wanted. And I wrote down, nobody cares what you want.
0: Also, nobody asked me what I wanted. And it's for Sybil to go back to hell where she came from.
1: But yeah, no, I was like, I really feel like you just asked the most redundant question ever.
0: In saying that she's going to kill both of them, of course Enzo can't let her kill Bonnie. So he agrees to turn off his humanity. And he and Bonnie have this nice little moment where she's begging him not to. And the whole time I was screaming, don't do it! Don't do it! Which is so bad. But he does. And then Sybil's like, well, your humanity's off. Do you care if I kill Bonnie? And he's like, nope.
1: After she just said, if you turn off your humanity, then I promise to save Bonnie. Because she totally went backsees on her word. And do you know why? Because she's boring and we knew she was going to do that.
0: Also because she's an evil witch and everyone hates her.
1: I know, but again, way too predictable. We knew she was not going to, or that she was immediately going to try and kill Bonnie. We need an honorable villain. At least Elijah, like when he gave his word, then you knew that he was going to keep his word.
0: That's true. Not civil. So this leads them outside. Bonnie is running from Damon and Damon catches up with her and she's like begging him to fight it. And all of a sudden, something that was not predictable (laughs) was you see Damon get suddenly wham hit by a car. And I thought it was awesome. It was so awesome. Because that's how Damon Salvatore died. And so Damon (laughs) goes flying into the air. And it was magical. And Alaric gets out of the car and Sybil is like, Who the heck are you? You're not interrupting my fun. And about that time, ding all he does,
1: he just stands there and like, looks at her and just bings the tuning fork on the metal of his car and makes it go off. And she crumbles into a ball. And yeah. I was like,
0: this is a happy day. She's immediately on the floor. But it doesn't stop Enzo and Damon. Then Enzo is, like, coming after Alaric to get the fork. And that's when Stefan snaps his neck to stop him. And they capture... Sybil. We
1: have a lot of neck snapping in this episode.
0: There is a lot of neck snapping. But they capture Sybil, and you know who sees the neck snapping and the capturing of Sybil? Georgie boy. G- boy? <laughs> uh, or, I guess, Georgie girl.
1: Hey there, Georgie girl. Pretty sure that's about a ghost. But I really like that song.
0: So Georgie is watching from her car. She
1: already knows what else is going on.
0: I don't think that she does.
1: Oh, I totally think she does. She
0: was shocked in the car.
1: Well, of course she was because she was like, there is my sister and they just figured out what is going on.
0: Okay. I'm not saying she doesn't know who her, like, I'm not saying she wouldn't recognize her sister. I don't think she knew that this was the situation Lark was going to. Yeah. And I'm not even sure that she knows her sister is an evil siren.
1: Oh, I totally think she does. I think she is in on it all. I don't think so. I do. We'll see. And I see her taking her place.
0: Well, if she does, this is so Dan and Gossip Girl because the faces she's making is not of somebody who knows. I'm just telling you. So if it turns out that she did, they decided that after because her face right now, the facial expressions, nobody can see her. She's making them by herself and she looks shocked.
1: She didn't think they were that intelligent.
0: They take Sybil back to the armory, they put her in her little cell, and she's having way too much fun.
1: Well, because she sits there the entire time with her back turned to them and her face like on the bedpost, this is bad news. (laughs)
0: This is really bad news.
1: Like, if she was normal, she would be banging on the window at y'all as you stared in at her screaming obscenities.
0: Before they go back to the armory, Steven's like, you're free. And David's like, actually not. And he goes to get in his car and he says, where are you going? What does she want with you? And he says, applesauce penguin, brother. (laughs) And gets in the car and drives away. And I was like, applesauce penguin this episode.
1: (laughs) Uh, I'm like, is it a curse word or a nonsense word?
0: When they're at the armory... One of the conversations that I thought was interesting is Bonnie and Stefan. Bonnie and Stefan are watching Sybil being a weirdo. Bonnie is mad at Stefan for picking Damon. And I was like, come on, Bonnie. It's his brother. You would have picked any of your family members over any of the other people in this group. He says, you know, yeah, I would have picked Damon. Damon. And Bonnie says, so you would have picked Damon even though Enzo is the one fighting Sybil. Are you serious? You would do this? What has Damon done besides give up? And I was like, girl, he can't. Like, this is what, this is a problem I had. Even back when Klaus had Stefan in full Ripper mode. They are trying to protect the people that they love. They are also going through something that is really terrible and awful. And they're the victims in this too. And they're doing the best they can. And they, you might not agree with the way that they're doing it. But at the end of the day, they're making the decisions they have. Because partially they don't have control over their actions. And also because they're trying to protect you.
1: This is why... I love Magical Bonnie and I hate non-Magical Bonnie. Alright. Because Magical Bonnie has magic. So she's like, I don't have to get up on my high horse because I can go do something about it. But non-Magical Bonnie does not have that power. And so she just gets a little higher up on her horse. I really hate it.
0: Well, and she's mad at the world. And I totally get that because nothing good is happening to her. At the same time, of course... Stefan is gonna choose Damon and I don't really think it's fair for you to be mad at him about that He and Enzo have not had a relationship They are not friends Stefan and Enzo are not friends and I'm gonna tell you if it is my sister and Some person that my sister used to be friends with once upon a time And then has done some horrible stuff to me and the people I care about guess who I'm picking in the fight My sister.
1: Just because you like him doesn't mean that Stefan has to like him. Right.
0: What reason has Stefan had to like Enzo? Exactly. They've never gotten along.
1: Yeah, no. Again, come off your high horse.
0: Remember that time Enzo killed Stefan? Because I do. Stefan has plenty of reason not to choose Enzo. And even though I love Enzo so much, let's just calm down for a second and realize that everybody had to make tough choices today, Bonnie. Bon, bon you're not the only one going through something.
1: Exactly. But so then we shoot to this scene where there is a car and there is a body in the middle of the road. And I'm like, oh God, we're falling for this again. Well, actually, no, that's not true. At first I was like, this is going to be cool. And then I was like, oh no.
0: And I was yelling, oh my God, it's Tyler. It's Tyler.
1: And I was like, no, that's not Tyler.
0: And I was like, yes, it is. I've seen pictures.
1: And then there was a better camera shot. And I was like, oh, he grew a beard.
0: I'm going to tell you, looking pretty good with that beard.
1: Um, Tyler was scruff. Pretty good. I'm not impressed. I do not like facial hair, so.
0: I'm sure that somebody somewhere was like, yay, Tyler is back. But we were not those people. No. Tyler's just not my fave. Not sure that this was the way that I hoped for Tyler. Probably because I wanted Klaus to kill him. Here we are anyway.
1: Damon is going to kill Tyler. And Tyler's like, well, that's fine. Do it, because I want to be that face that you see when you think about all of these things. I'm not entirely sure how many people know where Elena is. So I was like, is it really smart to kill the one person that I know knows where Elena is? Because I don't feel like that's the brightest thing you've done, Damon.
0: Not only, you know, is this either the last face that he sees because then, you know, nobody's going to forgive him. Nobody's going to forgive him if he kills Tyler. Or he's going to kill Tyler and hopefully if that's what happens, this will be the moment that changes him and he'll turn this whole thing around and realize that he's done something truly horrible that none of the friends are going to be able to get past. But this has been Sybil's plan And we see her, she's the one leading him to this, doing the siren song and playing with his head and rolling around on the bed and making weird smiley faces. In this whole scene, there's a part where we see her in the 1990s with Damon and the pancakes taking Bonnie's place. And she's telling him, you know, that she is proud of him for devoting himself to her to escape the thing he fears most, which... Seems to me, from multiple conversations, like, Damon is really worried about hell.
1: Well, I Damon mean,
0: is really afraid of the Hill.
1: <laughs> he's been there in the Phoenix Stone.
0: That's true. And
1: that had some rough repercussions.
0: But he said that this was worse based off what she showed him.
1: But he's also been stuck in Groundhog Day for, you know, months upon end with no relief in sight. I understand why he doesn't want to go back. Also, I was just kind of thinking, like, so Tyler's going to be the first one that you kill? Because I'm pretty sure Tyler does not care if Damon
0: lives or dies. No, but everybody that he cares about cares if Tyler lives or dies. and I know, S- which
1: also makes me a little sad inside.
0: Sybil says in that dream world that she is going to start removing all of the reasons why people are still fighting for Damon and still trying to get him back. And she has some ways that she's going to sort of cut those ties and really turn him into the villain that nobody wants to save. And the first way is killing Tyler. And Damon is trying to get his composure and he starts to walk away. And then we see Sybil smiling and suddenly he turns around and vampire eyes and fangs.
1: He attacks Tyler and I was like, yes! I've been waiting on this since about the middle of season four.
0: I finally get what I wanted. I wasn't like that. Tyler has not been my favorite. I did not like him and Caroline together. I didn't like the way he treated most of the characters. However, I do understand that a lot of people really like Tyler. And I feel bad that he survived eight seasons, you know, of this crazy show where a lot of people die. And you're excited that they're bringing back a character that you love. And it's for one scene. And that scene is to kill them. Because if it was somebody that I care about on the show, I would much rather never see them again and just hope that they are off living a happy life somewhere else.
1: Yeah, no, I don't think this show could have ended without Tyler dying.
0: Like... (laughs) It was written in a contract somewhere?
1: Exactly. I mean, we just, we knew it was coming. Klaus thought about it, but then he knew that if he did that, then he would lose Caroline forever and he just couldn't, you know, handle that possibility. So he let Damon take care of it.
0: All I could think was Klaus loves this. Klaus loves this, and he's jealous that he did not get to be a part of it. Also, does this end the Lockwood family line? Are they gone?
1: Well, I don't know. Tyler's been gone a few seasons, so, you know, there may be some children out there we don't know about. This is Vampire Diaries. But
0: otherwise, his dad is dead. His mom is dead. He is now dead. His uncle's dead. Yeah, Uncle Mason's dead. I don't know of any other people. R.I.P. Tyler. Alright, so how many stakes do you give this episode, Lauren? I give it... Three and a half. I give it four.
1: Okay.
0: It moved crazy fast. Yes. This episode went by really fast. So clearly it was good and everything was crazy. But at the same time, I just hate Sybil so much that I can't explain it. And I feel like this was an episode that sort of introduced more questions than it answered. That's fine. Those episodes are important and they deserve to be there. But... It makes it a little less fun to watch, I guess. Or it makes me concerned because I'm like, oh, we're not closer to saving our poor friends, Enzo and Damon. We just have more questions that we'll have to answer before we can save them.
1: And there were parts of it that I really liked. Yeah, I just kind of like came away
0: from this episode going, what did I just watch? It was so much. I was trying to tweet and take notes at the same time and I told Lauren that I couldn't do it halfway through because so much stuff was going on and it was also stressful. There were little girls playing with ancient weaponry. It was a lot. It was a lot to have to deal with.
1: I feel like we have this looming storyline coming up with the girls and I want them to go ahead and just like tell me what it is.
0: What are your predictions for what happens next?
1: I think Georgie takes over where Sybil left off.
0: I think Sybil is still running the show.
1: Well, and maybe, like, mentally she is. But I think Georgie is going to be her... Eyes and ears and arms and legs.
0: See, I, my prediction is the next piece of the puzzle is Georgie like figuring it out. But I genuinely think she doesn't know at this point. She may know that that's her sister, but she doesn't know what all is going on. And once she does, I feel like Georgie is either going to be freaked out or something weird is going to happen to her and suddenly she'll be on Sybil's side.
1: I do predict that we have some fun flashbacks to ancient Rome coming our way.
0: Do you think the Gemini coven is
1: going to factor into this? I really hope not. They annoy me.
0: I really hope so. They They're super weird.
1: I know They can't get their ish together.
0: I know. That's what makes it fun to watch. It's like a reality show. They're a train wreck. I know. That's why they bug me. I'm like, go away until you figure out what you're doing. I've decided... A new hashtag is TVD Dream Episodes. And the first one I have pitched is an episode where we just see Bonnie and Enzo ordering pizza and watching funny cat videos. (laughs) Because I would watch this. I would. I would watch like five minutes of it. See, and that's why they don't make TV shows where everybody's happy all the time. Yeah. I would watch it. That's why I watch Hallmark movies every year. Well, I think it was overall a really good episode and it had the pacing of some of the earlier seasons of The Vampire Diaries. So that was a lot better. There were a lot of fun throwbacks, including the very Klaus-like episode. The title of the episode is a good one. A lot of fun things. A lot of the shots were really beautiful. That clock scene is going to go down as one of my favorite actual shots of The Vampire Diaries throughout the whole series, I believe. It's just really cool. Yeah, so there were a lot of good things about it, but mainly my takeaway from this episode is I'm interested to see where they go next.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. We have her locked up. What happens now?
0: Hopefully she dies. I would not argue this. I'm really, I don't like her. I don't like her. That's our episode. We hope you enjoyed it. We hope you enjoyed the episode of the Vampire Diaries. You can tweet us at TBD Mystic Monday, and you can email us at TBDMysticMondays at gmail.com. Subscribe to us on iTunes or SoundCloud or anywhere else you can get podcasts. Write a review. All right, well, we hope you'll join us again next week. Bye!